0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: And we are live. Hello, everybody. It is John Pollock and Wei Ting with your Royal Rumble post-show. Hello, Wei. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. We are coming out of the Royal Rumble event from St. Louis, the dome at America's Center, the center of the wrestling world on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Sure. Um, did it feel like that
1: to you? Um, it certainly had a lot of attention. I think it had most of uh a lot of people were interested in the show going into it, and I think uh certainly mixed reviews coming out of it. What did you think of the show? as a whole
0: you know i I definitely have a different level of excitement going into the rumble as as you know as i do for most wwe pay-per-views it it really does feel like it's a wrestlemania level sort of anticipation um and in most years i think i come out of it pretty positively like the rumble matches themselves are just they're almost like foolproof you know Mm,
1: no they they used to and I think there's been there's been some misses over over the years at times. But, yeah, it is a match that in theory has been it, it's tough to screw it up. But um, they, they have they have had their their few misses over the years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going in, I, I was very excited. And I would say I I enjoyed, I think, the majority of the matches. And when I say majority, maybe like 60 percent of it. Um, some, some of it was certainly lacking. I think you can definitely complain about some of the finishes, but I think they'd really needed to deliver on the men's rumble that closed the show. And I don't think they did that at all.
1: Yeah, we will, we will get to that. I have my own, uh, kind of conclusions from that, that, that men's match, but, uh, there's a lot to talk about, uh, coming out of that, but we'll, we'll go in order here and then we will open it up to uh feedback and your phone calls. If you want to get in and chat, of course, we are live after all of the premium live events for our double, double ice cap and espresso members. Uh, but the kickoff show Wei, was very little. No match was added onto the kickoff. You had the panel there and it was largely just uh, a couple of promos here and there. Uh, they mentioned the fact that Johnny Knoxville was on Jimmy Kimmel live. Like there was the kickoff was completely skippable.
0: Yeah, and I don't mind it at all. Um, you know, this was a show that that was going to run a little bit later anyway. And um, one of the great things that I think, you know, typically makes the Rumble something I look forward to and I think usually a, a positive on the, in the calendar is the fact that there's not much fat on the show. They don't try to fill the show out with meaningless matches. It's usually, usually just a few title matches and then your two Rumbles that take up an hour each. So the fact that they didn't even decide to include anything on the kickoff, I'm not complaining.
1: Yeah, this was still a four hour show from when the main show began. So, I mean, you know, back in the days when they were doing like two hour kickoffs before some of their big shows and then follow that with a four to four and a half hour show. No, thank you. So whatever. Mm -hmm. If, if you want to hear people talk for an hour uh, you got that here on the kickoff. But the show proper begins with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship. And Roman comes out first, followed by Seth Rollins in his shield attire, full with shield music as he came out through the crowd in the stadium.
0: I thought this was awesome.
1: You know, they they really
0: did set the whole thing up nicely, I would say, on SmackDown with Rollins bringing up the shield turn and Roman evidently um revealing to the audience that he was traumatized yeah yeah spooked by it you know it wasn't necessarily i think a point in roman's history that we realized or that they've revealed was was so traumatic to him prior to last night but nonetheless you know before the match they managed to get it in and i thought it nicely set up this kind of bit of psychological warfare between the two
1: yeah, it was it was done for a reason. They had, they had set it up nicely. Like they had the they had the creative license to do this because it was not just out of uh, thin air that they mm-hmm. decided just to do something for the sake of of doing it. So and, um, and that Mac- was
0: cool. McAfee did say mocks in reference to the shield again.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually wild that like that's a point that is like brought. like Seth is doing like media stuff. It's like you said mocks. It's like we're so in this world of wwe where it's like these words that are just how could you, how could you say his, his name? That's so crazy.
0: No, it's, it's silly. It wouldn't, it, we, it it wouldn't be a talking point anywhere else except because we know this company is so um, careful about um, how much it recognizes outside of its own boundaries, especially, you know, with the, with the rival competitor, like the fact that they did edit out Rollins's um, mention of Mox. Uh, in in his last promo in, on a West Coast feed, or at least on a replay, to, like kind of tells you everything you need to know. So I wonder if this McAfee mention will stay.
1: Yes, well, I hope there's no editor that's uh that's been being forced to go comb through this uh th- this broadcast for for any mocks references. But um, I thought I thought Seth in particular was a tremendous in this match. Uh, he started off with a pair of suicide dives and then power bombs Reigns through the announcer's desk and. Rollins continues with a frog splash, tries for a phoenix splash that Reigns gets out of the way from, and then had this combination buckle bomb into a stomp for the first big near fall of the match. This is all in the first five minutes, so they were going at a very quick pace um, right out of the gate.
0: A lot of these moves, you know, including the 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 multiple t- uh, tope suicidas, they're they're from his shield days. You know, this was part of like, to me, his shield babyface offense that. That just kind of further added to the whole, you know, package of him reminding Robin of, of the shield breakup.
1: And at some point in here, Reigns, uh, his eye like got swollen here on, on, on something uh, early on going on here, but uh, Reigns fought back. He uh, eventually uh, Rollins went for a triangle and Reigns just powered out as uh Reigns then signaled for another one uh, after he spears him on the floor, then goes for another spear into the ring and dives into a pedigree for another near fall. Crowd was really into this at this point. Uh, Reigns absorbs several Kiwatis uh, kicks and then comes off the ropes, lands the spear, and Rollins is laughing and extending his fist towards Reigns. So Reigns locks on the guillotine, and Rollins gets towards the rope, gets hold of the rope, and then Charles Robinson is counting one, two, three, four and five and the bell is called and Seth Rollins wins by disqualification at 14 minutes and 25 seconds. So a crappy finish, but a really strong match. And I guess it was, well, we are going to probably prolong this and at least get a second match out of this though. Coming out of tonight, I think this is still a very weird pairing unless they are doing some wholesale change with Seth Rollins, who I don't think comes out of this as that much of a sympathetic baby face even though there were elements of him kind of portraying the baby face in this match a total departure from the night before but that seems to be where things are going
0: yeah i would say over the the course of the last uh, you know three appearances that that appearances that these two have had i mean they've they've each kind of taken um a baby face role you know the 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 week the smackdown prior to this one it really felt like it was rollin's and Owens in that in that match being positioned as complete baby faces throughout that show against the Usos to get that neutral advantage. Last night it was certainly uh Rollins taking the more kind of aggressive approach. But I think that was just in hindsight, more just a way to show that he is somebody who's been getting under Roman skin and 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 really to set up the story here. Um so you know coming out of this, I, I do see them keeping I mean, they're in great position to have Rollins be a full-on babyface coming out of this. Um, but but we'll see where they go. I mean, they can change it. It could be the Chamber, you know, where Roman might possibly defend this, not just against Rollins but several other people. Um, DQs, of course, are, are usually highly disappointing, especially after like a match this good. But I didn't have a huge issue with the jump because I think so much of this DQ was story-driven. The match was entirely story driven. I mean, it was a physically a fantastic match from the be- and really I think electric though, but from the be- beginning with the entrances, I think they did a great job here. You know, we they the, they set it up the night prior that the shield breakup was a traumatic event for Roman Reigns and all throughout this match you had this, you know, uh this Seth Rollins for better or worse who kind of sees him as a Heath Ledger Joker type. Using those tactics to get into Roman's head, and Roman, I think, doing a great job selling the psychological effects of. So Roman's you know, Batman. Yeah, I mean, okay. Batman who does a Superman punch, you know. Um, who's I, Paul, I, who's Paul Heyman now? Is he Gordon? Or not uh, Gordon? Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, I guess he'd be Alfred. He'd be great, Alfred. Yeah, and I guess the Usos are like two two different Robins. Um, I I thought Roman's ability to like you know act completely irritated and confused and angry at times. I I thought it was really good. Like you can tell that he was kind of going crazy, you know, trying to stop this guy who was who kept reminding him about, about all the terrible stuff that had happened. So, I thought that I thought that was successful. I thought the match itself was successful and yeah like it's it's upsetting to see a dq but at least i felt like it in story it it made a lot of sense why roman would be so enraged that he would actually get himself dq'd this time
1: my biggest issue with all of this is the timing of this program that i think is a really good program that is not roman's main program that's going on it's like at best like seth is a total lame duck challenger now for this rematch that you're going to do. I don't think anyone is suspending their disbelief that Roman is losing this title before WrestleMania. You're probably going to come back to this if not in Saudi Arabia, then at TV. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is a feud that would have been like a great feud to do at a time when you have the leeway to to flesh it out and tell this story instead of being crammed into this pre mania buildup where Lesnar is the focus and everyone knows that's the destination. You know, unfortunately,
0: uh, this often happens in the February event, March event, in between the WrestleMania and the Rumble. Like, we know what directions we're heading into, and it it becomes quite difficult to try to build another viable contender in between when we all know what the main event is going to be. Um, So I I think they can only really, honestly, like, do do their best, you know, given given all this, and we also have to ask, like, was this always the plan? You know, of course, like Roman being out with COVID probably shuffled a lot of things. Was Seth was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns always going going to be the, the, the this Rumble match? Were they supposed to go to this program at this time? There there have been um I guess uh, suggestions or reports and, and reporting out there that Rollins was supposed to be the one to win that four way. Uh, you know, taking the title from Big E. So who knows what what had to be juggled to to try to get this program at at this time?
1: Yeah, it was it was a good match. Um, I I just think like a, a DQ, it's gonna turn people off on like a big show. And but the the program will continue. I thought I thought it was though a very good match to to start the show, and the audience was very much into it. Uh, up second was and then, oh, and then and and after the angle here, yes, with uh, Roman grabs the chair. And pretty much does like the, the shield breakup angle where it's Reigns nailing Rollins in the back with the chair and then beating the hell out of him. And pretty much every viewer passed out from the camera cuts here because this was a, a chair shot galore for WWE production.
0: I mean, how else do you emphasize um, a man has lost it by by showing uh,
1: you vomit at home? That's, that's how you respond. <laughs> you throw up from just the the shakiness of all of this. So that was it and the crowd chanting roman sucks and would not be the last of roman reigns on this show. Second was the 30 woman royal rumble and we will just go through the uh the entrances here were you surprised at all about the placement of the matchway? Um
0: no, not 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 so much. Honestly, like you could have led with this. Um but but it going second not so much, no. Were you, John?
1: No, no, not not that much. It was um I think based based on how everything was planned out, the men's match pretty much had to go last.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, they could have started with Brock versus um, Lashley and then had the, the men's rumble second. I'll say like,
1: I think this would have been a more satisfying rumble to end the show on. Yeah, but you wanted to you know you had to get Roman done with his match before the Brock match. Yeah, well. you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, like th- mm-hmm. this kind of had to go in that sequential order. So Sasha Banks was out number one in this uh, Sailor Moon inspired outfit. This was the second time she has drawn number one in the Rumble, and number two was Melina, who comes out and was clearly moved by the reaction she received. She did the splits that got a big pop. She was in tears, yeah, like
0: in that moment. Um, and and in her dot com interview too, like she really couldn't contain it. This was her first, and and to me, like that's what made this particular Rumble, I think, so special was was a number of returns that you could tell meant a lot to the participants you know um and even though her she didn't last too long in this i mean they gave her the spotlight of having a singled out entrance being number two and and she seemed pretty happy about that
1: yeah i mean this was largely based on a lot of names coming back from the past many of which they announced ahead of time where it was the pop for their entrance and then you know many of them it was kind of just coming in do your spot get your pop and then get out of there that was the mm-hmm. case here with melina because she just got drilled with a knee and was thrown out and then sasha did the splits and i i like the uh sasha here at the beginning
0: yeah definitely yeah you know for most of the cameos like most of the nostalgia acts a few aside that in they might out. have future plan was plans with yeah it was it, get the entrance and
1: then get out tamina was in third followed by kelly kelly uh Kelly Kelly did this tilt a whirl head scissors where she just like fell off Tamina as if Tamina was blocking it, but then Tamina still sold it. Like she, so she sent herself into the corner. I don't know what happened here. It was like two magnets and it was just like they, they repelled one another. So anyway, that was, that was rather wild. Um, I don't know where I'm hearing this feedback. Are you I hearing this? did it. Yeah. Okay. No. Kelly went for a head scissors on Sasha over the top, and then Banks just escaped and knocked Kelly out of the match. Aaliyah was in fifth, and she was in there for quite a long time, as was Liv Morgan, who was the sixth entrant, and uh, she had gone after Sasha at, at the beginning here, and Liv Morgan was the first person to point to the WrestleMania sign, the cursed WrestleMania sign that ended up, the pyro melted this sign, I believe on two occasions on the show. It's, it sounds like it, it got, it it cut, uh, melted again when Brock's pyro went off at the end of the night. This was like wild. They had to bring the sign down at one point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in in the middle of the Dewdrop drop, um, Becky match, they, I mean, everybody in the crowd was looking at something and and quickly the video surfaced of them lowering, lowering the sign. And, it's smoking and catching on fire. So, um, thought Alexa Bliss was coming, uh, but perhaps yeah, no, uh, really unfortunate. I mean, that thing is hung right above people. So,
1: yeah, uh, thankfully that we didn't hear of any uh, anyone being injured or anything like that. But still a scary mm-hmm. situation when you have a sign that's like you know, yeah, um, getting hit I, by pyro. Like that's that's a that's a big screw up. I don't think the
0: sign needs to expo- explode in pyro. You know, I think I think the, the, it just how about a special light is enough. How about how about a flashing light? You well, know? remember
1: that famous one where like the Undertaker caught fire when he was coming up for that elimination chamber. And then he had to go do like a 40 minute match after that. He was like on fire. Oh, yeah.
0: No, pyro, pyro. Pyro is serious, dangerous stuff, man. But hey, like the fans demand it. Um, I don't know. Add, add some atmosphere. But there's certainly risk, of course.
1: Uh, Queen Zelina was in seventh Bianca Belair eighth and then Dana Brooke Michelle McCool Michelle McCool got in there for a little bit here she hit her faith breaker on Queen Zelina and then McCool sent Dana Brooke out so Dana Brooke was gone your 24-7 champion yeah uh, you know
0: like McCool's entered uh, a previous rumble or two at this point and I think she's always actually looked very good and and I thought this was no different she's still very athletic and you know, I think is is deserving of a longer run because they can probably trust her. Sasha was eliminated relatively early by... Zelina oh, Beda. yeah, we,
1: we skimmed over this. So Tamina placed Sasha on the apron, and then Zelina just ran and kicked Banks off the apron. So not even someone on the same brand. Um, it was a very anticlimactic elimination for Sasha Banks. Yeah, it certainly was. And, you know... Almost we, makes you wonder why they even brought her back for this. Like there was no story for her. Like there other than like, I guess another star in the match, but it was not even someone that they put like near the end as like a, a contender to win it, which banks would be a very believable winner. I mean, could have been
0: just, you know, them wanting to add a bit of star power at the last minute, knowing that Sasha was available. Um, you know, do we rule out the idea that she might, might be traded at some point, you know, in in this WrestleMania season, because Big E now is apparently officially, I guess guess it's
1: always possible that there could, someone is just officially part of a brand now. So Mm -hmm. you could always do that. It just seems, um, I mean, unless you're you're going to have banks with a partner go for the tag titles with uh, Zelina here, but it, even Zelina eliminating her, it's not like it was emphasized in a big way. It was just like you you might have like even missed the elimination, like it was not a huge part of the match.
0: You're right. Yeah, it, it, for somebody of Sasha's star power, it it didn't feel that
1: memorable. But we'll see how they play it up if they do. Sonia Deville was 11th, but she avoided going in. She had her jacket on and then went out for commentary natalia was the 12th entrant and then cameron number 13 she comes out so deville takes off her jacket and attacks cameron as they explain cameron is a good friend of naomi's and cameron just gets run into the post from the apron she was gone in 60 seconds like the movie yes she
0: was yeah you know my only thought john and i'm sure yours is as well was was vinnie watching
1: was vinnie watching this one no, my thought was, um, and more so afterwards, I was like, "Oh, she missed Melina," and little did I know she was also <laughs> going to miss Alicia, Alicia Fox, Fox in the same match. How do you <laughs> screw that up? You're right.
0: She could have been in there with her 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 dream match opponents. Everybody was in. You're absolutely right, and she was right in between. Yeah. Um. Listen, but, C- Cameron. When at least you know uh, the, the the rumors were that she was in town. I think hardly a name that I think evokes that much uh, excitement amongst, uh, I, I wonder how much of the audience even remembers her, her, to be quite honest. But number one, I think I love that music. You know, if anything, just to be able to hear that, like Brodus Clay music again, I, I thought kind of made the entrance worthwhile. And I really love their use of her to heat up this sonya Naomi feud as somebody who they recognize, or at least the audience would recognize, would have a prior relationship with Naomi.
1: Yeah. I, I almost thought it was like a a consistent problem in both rumbles that I I felt like you, you didn't maximize some of these like moments involving people that you're never going to really have opportunities or at least like they're like doing something more with Cameron and Naomi before you did the Sonya stuff. The same with like Liv Morgan and, and Sarah Rogan, Sarah Rogan, Sarah Logan
0: Logan, uh, later in the match. Well, what do you mean? Like, you mean like in the rumble match itself or on TV?
1: I mean, in the in the actual rumble match, it was like, you know, Sarah and Liv like they had a, they looked at each other, and then boom, Sarah's like throwing out. It but was. I mean, that
0: was sort of the the heat of it all, wasn't it? You know, the fact that they didn't get to team up together before the Bellas quickly eliminated them both, and in this case, I I think it was them wanting to get Cameron out of the ring before Naomi came in, you know, just to kind of get get angry so that she would have a reason to to go after Sonya.
1: I just think like you could have accomplished both. Like you have Naomi and Cameron have this cool reunion in the ring and then Sonya ruins it for, for everybody afterwards, but whatever it was. Um, so Cameron is dumped out. Naomi is next and she checks on Cameron and then goes after Deville and Naomi eliminates Deville with a head kick and knocks her off of the apron. But Deville would remain ringside. Uh, Carmela was 15th followed by Rhea Ripley, who got like a big reaction. And I, I thought Ripley was handled pretty well here. She came in and was just steamrolling through people and ended up uh, getting the spot where she eliminated both uh, Zelina and Carmella with the tag champions being dumped out by Ripley and the crowd chanting for her on top of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, she she took out both tag champions.
1: Charlotte Flair was 17th, so she comes out. She eliminates Aaliyah, who had been there, uh, for quite a while at this point she had been the longest one in the ring so far then naomi is sent over and she stops the elimination with her hands but there is sonia who yanks her out by the arms and naomi is eliminated that was a great elimination
0: great i mean of course because naomi at this point is much like kofi kingston known for the spectacular uh, saves and they they teased that we were going to see something incredible here with Naomi doing some sort of weird handstand thing. And out from out of nowhere, I guess Sonia must have been hiding behind the boards or something. She comes out and ruins it. I thought it was a little great like heat building moment that I think continues this feud. I mean, clearly, you know, despite the the clean finish that we had on Friday, um, I, I think it, it does something to reinvigorate it.
1: Yeah, and you had fans probably all disappointed saying, "Oh, we want to see Naomi's cool spot." Oh, oh, what are we thinking? We've got Kofi. Kofi's going to give us that awesome spot later in the mm-hmm. night, so don't worry. Yeah. We'll we'll be we'll great. be rewarded. 18th was Ivory. She comes out in her right to censor character, uh cutting a promo about all the women in the ring are wayward, lost little girls, and Ripley just lifts her up. Places her on the apron, pats her on the head, and knocks her out. I've got to say this, Ivory. Do you know how old Ivory is? She is sixty. I, we all looked up how old she was. This after is crazy. This, okay? she, she looks is, incredible. She has not aged a day.
0: She is sixty years old. You know, Tina Ferrari, uh, looking tremendous. I mean, even even in, in the probably like like uh, in in the late nineties when she debuted, I think you know she like she seems like somebody who's completely ageless. Uh, but you know, like. It, it was a bit of a surprising choice you know when i think of ivory i don't necessarily think of right to censor but yet that was the gimmick that they came out it in, in, with her dressed as give even giving her promo time um i definitely felt a bit nostalgic hearing that <laughs> right to censor music if you want to call it that that was kind of cool and um yeah i mean i suppose at this age i don't know how much physicality she's capable of but you know I, as far as like playing the character and doing a right-to-center promo and giving us that entrance in the spot, I, I actually thought this was a lot of fun.
1: Brie Bella was 19th, got a pretty big reaction. She started a yes chant with the crowd. Mickey James comes out 20th, and of note here is that she got to come out to Hardcore Country and wearing the Knockouts Championship. So mm-hmm. they certainly did a solid here for Impact. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, this seemed like it was always part of the deal. You know, do you honestly think like, like what do you think impact gained from this?
1: I mean, this is always one of those things where on the surface, you're like, Oh, they, your, your title was seen on a show. I don't really believe any of this stuff has much of a trickle down effect. Like impact's going to do some crazy number now because Mickey was on this, but it doesn't hurt. And it's, and it's a, it, it's, it's good for Mickey. I don't know if it really will transcend to anything for impact, but it, it certainly does absolutely no harm at all. Um, right, right. And, and, like, she was not presented in here. Like, this was not one where she comes in and was eliminated in 10 seconds. Like, she was in here for a good amount of time. She got to come out with her title. Um, she even had, like, an elimination, I think, in here. I don't mm-hmm. have the, the eliminations in front of me. But she eliminated you know, was, Michelle McCool. Yeah, it was like uh, they, they totally did not, like, bring her in to just be some afterthought. It was like, it was like a solid entry in the Rumble. True, yeah. It was a bit surreal
0: for me to hear hardcore country like in a de- yeah. WWE environment. I I I thought it was a really cool moment.
1: She was one of the more over people in the whole match. hmm Yeah. So McCool and uh, Mickey paired off here, and that, that's when Mickey eliminated Michelle McCool. Alicia Fox was 21st. Mm-hmm. No uh no Amdar yeah. with him with her though.
0: <laughs> I've totally forgotten that <laughs> that pairing. Oh my god, so
1: much awfulness. Uh, Rocking some new tattoos. Yeah, she's got like sleeves. Yeah. Nikki Ash was 22nd, and Ripley is waiting on Nikki to enter when Nikki comes from behind to try to eliminate her, but it doesn't work. Nikki backs off and then rolls to the floor, avoiding Rhea. Summer Ray was 23rd. She goes after Natalia.
0: You know, I don't know if Ivory stuck around because we could have used a bit of her censorship here because Summer Ray comes out and she looks at Natalia in the ring. And the camera is right up to her, and you can hear her mouth, "Fuck you!" as she charges <laughs> the ring. So,
1: um, what a day! What a return from Summer Rae. Well, there you go. Welcome, welcome back, Summer Rae. <laughs> um, Nikki Bella was twenty fourth. So, hey,
0: listen, this was this was a big moment. Nikki Bella returning. You know, like th- th- this was yeah. somebody returning uh, after retirement um, due to her her neck issues um and somebody let's give it up for all the the moms that that were able to like the so a lot of the new moms that were able to like you know perform throughout this show um there were a lot
1: like there i think there was a count of like nine moms in this match that's incredible
0: and and like just you know the the shape that they were all in i mean i'm sure it was a huge moment for all of them and And their families and being able to wrestle in front of their kids you know however old that their kids might be but still like it's it's a tremendous achievement and and i felt incredibly happy for nikki and the bellas to have their kids be able to
1: see them yeah we even got the team bella reunion with alicia fox do everyone remember that that pairing dude i forgot about that (laughs) like but it was nice
0: that they like find these moments to like pay tribute to to the history um
1: (laughs) yeah sure why not and then as soon as they all cheered, they knocked Alicia out. So she was gone. Yeah. Sarah Logan, 25th. And uh, Logan and Morgan, they just, uh, they looked at one another, but then it was cut off by the Bellas and Logan is thrown out instantly. So she was one of those just in and out. This uh, this was, a to me, it
0: was a really sweet moment, actually. Like, I... I think everybody knows how close the riot squad members were with each other and and how legitimately heartbreaking it was I think when they each found out that I mean, you know, when Ruby uh, was released I'm sure it was disappointing but I think the one that probably hit them hardest, the one that broke up the group was Sarah Logan to, so for them to actually craft this little moment of of Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan kind of locking eyes I I I I thought it was quite emotional and and also great because this was the moment where the Bella's, you know, quickly after returning turned heel on the crowd by quickly attacking them. So I thought it was
1: really well designed. Uh, the Bellas then placed Liv on the apron and Bree kicked her out. So Liv was in this thing for about 37 minutes, uh, at least according to the, uh, the broadcasters. Lita came out, really big reaction for Lita. And they uh, she had an exchange with Mickey and then she eliminates Mickey. And the crowd seemed a little disappointed that Mickey w- was out here. She was certainly one of the more popular entries in the whole match. Uh, Flair and Lita then uh, paired off together. 27 was mighty Molly and she comes out and Nikki Ash is still on the floor and blindsides her and sends Molly into the steps and then rolls her into the ring, tears off the Cape and dumps out Molly. I love this. I thought this was, this was, this was one of the more creative things I thought on either rumble was putting Molly Holly and Nikki
0: Ash together. I loved it. Absolutely. And, And it wasn't even something I put together the moment I saw Molly Holly out there. You know, it's like okay, like Molly Holly's returned as the superhero. I think two years ago she she returned to the Rumble, but I I didn't put two and two together that like we now had a a modern superhero in the company who just storms in here, plays the heel, and and takes care of the superhero of, of old. I I thought it was great, and of course Molly being an agent in the back, like um maybe this was you know a long time planned, but. It was the perfect interaction for a heel, Nikki Ash.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't even like disregard the idea of like doing this on, on Raw some week. Great like, idea. Not? Yeah, like, if she just... can go, yeah. Twenty eight is Ronda Rousey, and the place goes wild for her. She comes out; everyone stops in the ring, and she enters and immediately super kicks Nikki Ash off the apron. Uh, Brie then uh, we we do the spot here where Brie runs and knocks into Nikki. And Nikki holds on, but then Bree just shoves out Nikki. So it's the, the payback for several years ago where Nikki eliminated Bree. Oh, I didn't even recognize that. Yes. All right. Um, So Rhonda, um, it certainly felt like she was still getting used to worked strikes. Like it seemed like she was being very careful at different points with like her punches and even some of her knees. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's kind of tough to be, uh, you know, you're coming back here, uh, However, many years later, and it's in a battle royal setting, uh, but the crowd was going nuts for her and and not long removed from uh, from giving birth herself. Yeah, she's another one, another mother here in the in the show. Yeah. Shotzi was 29th and Shayna Baszler was 30th. So Shayna Baszler has largely just been uh, brought back to uh brought back to life in WWE with the return of Ronda Rousey. So they immediately brought up that connection and established those two together. Uh, Rousey had thrown out Brie in the corner. Then she eliminated Shotzi uh, Belair eliminated Natalia, but then Natalia ran back in and got eliminated a second time when Ronda threw her out. So I don't know what was going on there. I guess they're going to try and make some record that she was eliminated more than anyone in this match. People have been, I feel, eliminated more than twice. What about McFoley? Foley? Mick Foley would have three, but maybe maybe the Guinness record for a no, number of times a woman has been eliminated in the Royal Rumble.
0: Okay, sure. It, th- these
1: books must be pretty big to have such specific records in there. Like, yeah, sure. Will you promote this on TV for us? You can have whatever record you want. Lita teased the moonsault, uh, but was cut off, and Flair sent Lita out with the running boot, Ripley and Rousey then landed on the edge of the apron. Ripley shoved Rousey into the post, but was left for Flair to find an opening, sending Ripley with a boot. So our final four are Charlotte, Belair, Rousey, and Baszler. And Belair countered the Kurofuda clutch into a KOD attempt, but Flair comes and sends both over the top rope. So Flair and Rousey are your last two, and they did not, they did not do anything extended here. Flair ran with a boot, was caught and thrown over the top. And Ronda Rousey is your winner in 59 minutes and 41 seconds.
0: Yeah. in both rumbles, the final two, they didn't really make a big deal of not, nor the final four. Um, and, and maybe that was, you know, in because of, of time perhaps, or maybe just cause you know, why, why delay what's, what's inevitable anyway. At the moment, I think Ronda Rousey entered this. I think most of us recognize who was going to win. Um, I thought this rumble was really great. I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was really well booked. Um, there were a lot more surprises than the men's uh, certainly, and even the the returns that they've announced. There's still something special about them seeing them, you know, for the first time in many years. Um, when when they do come out here, uh, I I I thought none of none of the nostalgia acts overstayed their welcomes. And you know, didn't like and many of the 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 current storylines that they're working towards and uh, building um I thought actually kind of benefited from some of these returns. They were given amount of time like Naomi and Sonia, I think was furthered here. um you know um, uh, um shana and 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 Rhonda getting paired together. I hope we get to see a, a bit more of an extended version of that. Um, so you know, it shows to me that there's some really great stories and some great characters in the women's division that you know we don't really get to see, uh, displayed, unfortunately, in the actual matches themselves. But I thought the rumble was was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was a, like a, a fun rumble. I w- I wouldn't go so far as to say I thought it was great, but I I thought it was like a, an enjoyable rumble. That was, I mean, they made the right call of you know utilizing a lot of names from the past and surprises. Um, but you do have like a lot of characters that have different stories that that are going on that you were able to kind of weave into this. And I, I guess when you look at it, they're they're also shorthanded a lot of their you know quote unquote stars that are on that are on the roster at, at the moment. When you don't have Oscar at the moment, you don't have Bailey. Um, Alexa Bliss was not in this sh- uh, in this match, who commands a lot of television time typically. um, yeah, I was only disappointed that like Sasha just felt like was just um, kind of in the early part. And it was like, we didn't have a whole lot planned for the early part. So we'll put Sasha there. And it was she was just kind of um, divorced from the rest of this match. But it was also probably a very late call when they figured she could even be in this match.
0: Could be that, you know, uh, we we don't know the complete extent of, of her injury. Um, so maybe they're being ex- extra cautious. I don't know. But I'm curious John to see like who of the returns are going to be sticking around, you know, especially come mania season.
1: Um, Who, who can you see John? I mean, they, they tease the stuff with like Charlotte and Lita, but that it kind of feels like that's kind of the kind of feels like we're, we're past that already. Now that Charlotte and Rhonda clearly looks to be like the direction they're heading. They had like the, you know, the stare down after the match that certainly seems to be where things are going. Um, You know, you could you could throw out Lita there. I I I don't know. I look at all of these names that just came back. I mean, are there any that you see like sticking around the Bellas? You know, doing some sort of tag team run, right? Yeah, that would that would maybe be the only the only two I could see really um, doing something. And maybe I I would love if they actually kept Sarah Logan
0: at least you know for a little bit to team with Liv Morgan against the Bellas, like just a bit of a program there for I think would would probably. Be something for for Liv Morgan if they do consider her a, a bit of a project, you know. Um, yeah, probably don't see many of the others returning. I mean, Ivory, Alicia Fox. I think those are more one night things. I love the idea of Molly Holly, Nikki Ash, you know, as a as a raw match. I think that that would be a lot of fun, or at least a raw segment. Um, let me see what else here. You know, also notable, of course, no NXT talent in this Rumble.
1: No, no, I, uh, I. Don't think you necessarily needed it. Um, you know, when you, you were really banking on sort of nostalgia for this, and you obviously had uh, enough names here um, that you were going to go through. But yeah, ne- neither show, ne- neither match, I should say, had any NXT talent on it. So after that, this is where they, they, they had the whole problem with the WrestleMania sign because the pyro went off for uh, Ronda Rousey, and they noted that she will be on Raw on Monday night. So what did you think just about the handling of Ronda Rousey coming back and uh how she looked and her actually winning the match how did you think she looked
0: I thought she looked about like similar to the level that I think we we saw her at prior you know um somebody with great intensity in the ring um I think you don't know, manage to play the 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 character of a of somebody who's like uh completely like a like a world beating type of monster really well in the ring. Uh obviously I think still has a lot of you know imperfections to her smoothness in in the ring. Um that was the case the last time she was around too, but she she looked similar to me to to how she looked before.
1: And how about Charlotte as an opponent? like uh, certainly yeah. that's one where I don't think you're going to have to be fighting the crowd of like which way they're going to react, which I think if you were going with Ronda and Becky, I think that would be a bit more interesting to see where the crowd goes after several weeks i think with ronda and charlotte you are going to have that that babyface heel dynamic that, that they want it's true
0: yeah yeah but i mean you also have to ask what is the bigger match you know that you can headline one of these wrestlemania nights with what is the bigger match that you know would be able to garner mainstream press if you're getting the both of them to do media um is it charlotte and ronda or is it ronda And we also have Bianca Belair that's out there. You know, I I mean, I I certainly see um, a lot of outrage as expected that Bianca Belair did not win this Royal Rumble. You know, she is somebody who I think the long term story from the moment she lost the title to to Becky at SummerSlam seemed to be for her to get that match against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Is that in jeopardy following this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say so. Um, Becky Lynch I mean the way this ended I mean this this real like Charlotte was eliminated by Ronda like I see that only makes sense to go that way I think this benefits Bianca in the sense that I mean it only makes logical sense she should be the one that gets the Becky match now
0: but people switch brands you know like Ronda has the choice of either opponent and and whoever eliminates uh, the other person at the end isn't necessarily you know directly leading doesn't necessarily directly lead to the rumble plans but of course john i mean you know you i i trust your instincts on this and and maybe you know some of your knowledge so you're you're very you could be right
1: well she'll be on raw on monday and uh do you think she
0: goes to raw or smackdown
1: i mean it's it it seems like uh Based on the reporting that's out there that, you know, she'll probably be appearing on on both. But it looks like like SmackDown is going to be kind of her main show for the lead up to WrestleMania.
0: So then maybe Charlotte would be the more likely candidate Then
1: I just think the way it was played out tonight. I mean, like you had like um, Dave Meltzer's report today about like that being the direction and just watching it for myself tonight. It just seems like that was the value of having Charlotte in this match was whoever eliminates her that should be the reason that Charlotte's in this match. And with mm-hmm. the, the face-off after, after the match, like it just seems that is the direction to go. And I guess that leaves open Bianca to go for the Raw women's title. I mean, here's the thing is that I mean,
0: any match can headline WrestleMania because certainly like going into last year's WrestleMania, Bianca versus Sasha, to me, hardly felt like the hottest match going in. I thought the build was terrible. Yet they chose to headline with it. And I think we all can say that that was the right choice. It was the most memorable thing to come out of that WrestleMania. But I'm just looking on paper right now. You know who what if you if if one can either of those women's matches, either Becky versus Bianca or Charlotte versus Ronda, do either of them feel
1: like they're they're worthy of headlining the show? um it all it also is you know the the fact is we didn't know Bianca and Sasha was going on last until what the the day before they announced mm. it on smackdown it's yeah. It's almost like you go with the program that feels the hottest that the fans will take that is not going to turn the crowd off in that that final position on the show. I would hope that Ronda and Charlotte is a big enough match that come WrestleMania weekend, if they want to close the first night with that, that they can. If if your other option is like Reigns and Lesnar for night two, yeah, I it, honestly
0: I, I i can see the crowd turning on both Ronda and Charlotte, um, and and for that reason, I, I definitely feel like Bianca versus Becky would probably be the more like feel good, you know, closing moment of the show. I think you're already seeing a lot of resentment for Ronda Rousey, you know, as as like the the outsider coming in. And Charlotte, I think, is always going to have some detractors. So, I, I think they'll have a bit of difficult. They could potentially have difficulty, you know, um with with the babyface dynamics.
1: There's um, also the argument way that yes, Ronda and Charlotte might be going into that. Like those are your bigger stars, but putting Bianca in that kind of a position, if you if if we're theorizing that she finally beats Becky. Mm-hmm. Of putting that on last, like one thing, and this is very, much more glaring, I would say, in the men's match is just the lack of stars on this roster that your audience sees as stars. And it's something that sometimes you you have to take that and put that stock into into your own talent and put them in those positions where people see people as as stars. Like we had a men's rumble where I would say the first 40 minutes. I don't think anyone was buying any of these people winning the rumble and it's all your everyday roster members. And that's not a good thing. Yep. Absolutely. And this women's match was held up by having the, the fact that we do not have enough spots here to, to even fill them with the women that we have and had to rely on surprises and entrances that were going to get people's interest. Like they had to be very creative with the women's match. Yeah. So, I
0: mean, if that is indeed the two directions for for the two women 's titles um
1: i I would certainly hope that Bianca versus Becky would get the main spot so following the women 's rumble was Becky Lynch and Dewdrop, and they went uh, just about thirteen minutes here. Uh, Dewdrop missed a cannonball on the floor and ended up going into the steps, holding onto her knee, which would play into the uh, the ending later. Uh, she broke free of a disarmor. So Lynch moved to the straight arm bar, and Dewdrop lifted and slammed her, allowing Jimmy Smith to say she rampaged out of it. So that was the closest we got to a uh, Ricardo Arona reference on, on the show. Uh, Lynch got the knees up when Dewdrop attempted the bonsai drop, and then Lynch hit her own molly go round. For a two count, as it was called. And then Dewdrop stops the manhandle slam and hits like her version of a Rikishi driver for a two count. And Dewdrop climbs to the middle rope. Lynch chop blocks the bad knee and hits a manhandle slam off the second rope and pins her in 12 minutes, 58 seconds. I thought the match was
0: okay, if not a little dull. And, you know, maybe some of it had to do with the lack of crowd reaction coming off of a rumble match. And also, of course, due to the sign being on fire and everybody being distracted from it.
1: They had a well, lot going against them here. It, it was also, let's be honest, it was a cold challenger. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. in this, this stadium believed Dewdrop was winning this match. So, the, and, and it went 13 minutes as well.
0: You're also talking about a heel versus babyface match when the heel is the smaller woman going up against a babyface giant who really is not a babyface. Let's remember, everybody, Dewdrop prior to this Becky Lynch challenge, was a heel. And I would contend she probably still is a heel. So it's double heel and it's, you know, a small person <laughs> going up against the bigger underdog. Um and I don't think it was anywhere near the level of match nor build to convince the crowd that Dewdrop had any chance of winning.
1: Yeah, I I agree with all that you said. They they had a lot going against them. I, I think it was it was fine. Um also could, it could have been, could have been shorter. I think when you're following the rumble, really tough to come back with like this thirteen minute match and you know your your signs on fire on top of it. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley for Oh, the, the WWE John. Championship. They announced the attendance. Oh, that's right. What uh what silly number did we get? The number was uh 44,390. 390. 390. So yes, uh WrestleTix noting there were like 39,400 out. So I mean to be fair to WWE, this is only like an exaggeration of like 5,000 people. So I mean they're they're getting better at these did they say this was a record? Like, did they? Did they just—they like- said it was the most attended WWE show since the Rumble from two years ago, okay. which I think is accurate. I think that this—well, we don't know what the legit number is. It's—it's it's probably maybe a little above like the thirty-nine thousand figure. Um, and I have to compare that to uh, what's what SummerSlam did because SummerSlam would be the, the biggest at this point. This definitely did better than those either Night of Mania last year. All right. So Brock and Bobby Lashley. uh, Heyman comes out and does the introduction for Lesnar. And they just get into suplexes here at the beginning. Each is uh, delivering their own. Uh, Lesnar lifts them up for the F5, but it's stopped. And Lashley hits a spear, then a second spear. And Lesnar rolls to the floor in pain. Lashley goes for another on the floor. Misses, crashes through the barricade and then they go back into the ring. Lesnar gets control, and he's back to doing German suplexes and counting after each one. He goes for the F5. Lashley counters into the hurt lock, and Lesnar runs Lashley into the referee to break free. Lashley tries again for the submission, and this time Lesnar counters with an F5, swinging Lashley into the referee and knocking him out. So Roman Reigns appears to spear Lesnar and then Reigns stares at Heyman and signals for the belt. And Heyman complies, handing the title to Roman Reigns and Reigns nails Lesnar with the belt shot. And Lashley just climbs on top, capitalizing on the interference. And Lashley is the new WWE champion. 10 minutes, 14 seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. Total change here. Yeah. You know, uh, before we kind of get into the shenanigans of, of the angle, I, I thought, like, the match between the two was was very good to me. I thought Lashley and Brock really delivered on sort of, like, the promised, you know, kaiju monster battle between two people portrayed as equals in the build and in the lead-up to this. Um, I thought the physicality was, was fantastic, and I would really love to see an entire series of matches between these two, you know, with a proper...
1: Proper, they left this open that, that you could go to a rematch at some point. Like there is mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Lashley winning. I would, I would actually be surprised if they didn't do uh, another match at some point.
0: Yeah. Once sort of like the dust of, of WrestleMania settles and they get through with this Roman Heyman program. And, um you know, of course the big story is uh, Roman coming out and revealing that he and Paul, uh, it was a ruse this entire time. I think we can assess, at least for my assessment you know, I thought they did a good job swerving us into thinking the Roman Heyman relationship was over. Um, I love how like Roman just kind of showed up. He has such poise now. Anytime he like comes out there and with the slightest movement, he's able to, I think say a whole lot. And in this case, it was simply him coming in, eyeing Paul and then lifting his hand out to get the belt. Um, So, and, and let's also remember like, who knows what sort of weird dance they had to do after Roman got out, of, you know, was taken out to day one with COVID in order to get to the spot. But do you think John, the direction was always going to be, Hey, Roman Reigns is the heel with Paul Heyman by his side. Um, And do you think it'll be Brock as a babyface face heading
1: into mania? I, I think absolutely at day one, it was going to be something with Heyman somehow. Well, it's, it's how they get there. That I guess is the, the interesting part because they just fast forwarded that so that the Monday, Heyman's all of a sudden with Brock Lesnar. So you have to imagine that somehow Heyman was going to leave with Lesnar at day one, but how does, how does that exactly work if it was all going to be just, just a ruse in the end? I don't know. I have no
0: idea what sort of mental gymnastics or what sort of dancing around they did in, Um,
1: I think it worked out for the best. I think that like the way that it was swerved where Lesnar ends up with this title made this show a lot more interesting because you had the idea of probably Lesnar's title changing, but maybe not. And I I think overall, I think it, it enhanced where things were going. You were not going to get Lesnar and Lashley. And that was a great bet. I would say most people, that was the most anticipated thing on this show going in today. Agreed. Yeah. And was Lashley always supposed to get the belt off of
0: this? And what is his WrestleMania direction?
1: Yeah. At, uh, at at this point, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think everyone knows it is like Lesnar and reigns, but you actually have like a storyline reason of why Lesnar would at least be wanting to go for Bobby Lashley. And, Remember, mm-hmm. you have Saudi Arabia. Like, what are you going to do with Lesnar on this Saudi Arabia show? That has to be something of importance. That's actually why I thought that you maybe save Lesnar losing the title here. And then he gets his shot at the chamber. But they went this way tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I don't know if they would go to a Lashley-Brock rematch so soon, especially with, with Brock, you know, I think has a pretty clear direction with Roman Reigns right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, having to likely beat. Lesnar again I don't think you would want to do yeah. that as well yeah. or come up with some that was the only thing it was like on their own I was I can stomach either of these title finishes but but on both of them uh, I think that can wear thin for some people on like a major show like this but this was mm-hmm. more so you are how much you're invested in the story that I think you will be forgiving of how they got there with with the finish that I think on its own can be a turn off at times to people
0: what, what do you think happens to
1: Seth Rollins coming out of all this Um, I think with Rollins, um, well, I, I think in the immediate is like, you're obviously continuing this, this reigns thing. Um, and then probably he's going to spiral off into a a different thing after they finish this reigns program. Yeah. Like, does he
0: stay on SmackDown? You know, like, is he, is he going to be in the SmackDown chamber match? Um, or does he go back to raw, you know? He's also got a thing going on with Kevin Owens. I mean, these sort of like you know team up rivalries tend to end up in in some sort of matchup. I mean, the timing would make sense if they wanted to do Seth versus KO. But what is the direction of Seth Rollins coming out? You know, do they change course with him? And do they make him a baby face, or was that the plan this whole time? I'm not sure. It's it's it, it's it's a lot more unpredictable than than usual.
1: Um, how did you feel about like Lashley here? Because. I mean this did, this was not about Bobby Lashley winning the title. That almost felt like a bit of an afterthought here to Reigns and Lesnar. It was more so Lesnar lost the title as opposed to Lashley winning it in this like underhanded fashion. But um
0: let's yeah, I I don't think that that should surprise anybody because Brock Lesnar throughout this entire thing like he is he has been sort of like the Vince's most protected monster. His Vince's favorite monster. You know, and Bobby Lashley wasn't even supposed to be in this title match, so who knows if he was even supposed to end up with the belt here? So yeah, unfortunately, he does feel like an afterthought. But I think he's a very worthy champion who I think can possibly headline a WrestleMania match, or at least you know, be in a title match at WrestleMania, um, possibly against Big E. You know, is is there enough interest in that? Um, you know, Seth Rollins, are you ask Are you asking Ashley? for
1: uh, interest in Big E on the fan base or interest uh, in, in the match in the Lashley company? Versus- I mean, Lashley versus Biggie. If if that's I don't know. The I, I watched that Royal Rumble, and I certainly did not see Biggie as somebody that is is poised for a main event at WrestleMania. It certainly did not feel like
0: that. No, you're right. Tonight did not look. Good and you
1: Biggie. just moved them to another brand away mm-hmm. from Lashley. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was not a good day for the new day. Uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix against the Miz and Maurice. Uh, Maurice was trying to avoid Beth. Um, Edge Edge and Beth. Their entrance was pretty fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It the looked, looked really good in a, in a stadium. So yeah. their kids were there in the front row. I know. Awesome. That was really awesome cool. So Edge would uh, like run the ropes and Maurice is like grabbing his hair. They got the heat on Miz for or the, the heat on Edge for a while until he hit an, an impaler DDT. And then it was Beth that gets the tag and she would constantly go after Maurice. Miz stands up to Beth and Beth just lifts up Miz and puts him into the corner and starts attacking him. There was quite a lot of like intergenerous intergender spots in this match. Many more than you would typically see in a really just from Beth,
0: really just from Beth against the Miz.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but a fair amount of it in, in this Uh, Maurice tries to grab edge's foot. He goes for a spear and Miz, Miz leapfrogs him. Maurice then comes off the top with a Rana delivered to edge. And it led to a skull crushing finale for a two count on edge. And then Maurice and Miz try a double skull-crushing finale, which Beth saves Edge from. They hit a double spear on Miz, and then Edge and Beth follow with stereo glam slams, and Edge pins the Miz in 12 minutes and 30 seconds.
0: You know, I, I thought for one of these mixed-gender matches, I thought it was okay. It, for, to me, like, much of these types of matches is driven by the intensity of the crowd. And I didn't really feel it here. And I don't know if it was simply because of the placement of this match after, you know, uh, two world title matches. I mean, three world title matches, Uh, one rumble and one rumble left in a four hour show. Um, I can say for myself personally, I I was just kind of I kind of forgot about this match and was kind of looking for it to to just kind of be out of the way in order to get to the rumble. I also don't think there's that much novelty in seeing, you know, intergender action anymore especially when it's Beth Phoenix, who I think, you know, has sort of made a whole career out of fighting men. So um, it was okay, but to me, not anything memorable.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was fun for what it was. It wasn't some like classic or anything like that. It was, I, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought they they, they they certainly put a lot of thought into some of the, uh, the intergender spots and coming up with like the tandem stuff with Edge and Beth Phoenix. So it, it was what it was. I enjoyed this a lot more than I did the Edge-Miz singles match earlier this month. Uh, promo for Elimination Chamber which is coming up in three weeks there was a special feature on Captain Florent Groberg who was a Medal of Honor recipient and he was in the front row and received the standing ovation and to close the show it is the 30-man Royal Rumble with Michael Cole and Pat McAfee calling this the Raw team called the women's match and Pat McAfee was screaming at the top of his lungs as Michael Cole cautioned him about how long this match is and to pace himself So AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura start this Royal Rumble, a far, a far journey since Wrestle Kingdom 10. A lot has happened since. Yeah.
0: Anyway, both men's careers.
1: So Styles uh, avoids the Kinshasa and responds with a sliding forearm. Uh, Austin Theory is out third. Robert Roode is fourth. And Roode and Styles have this face off. And I couldn't believe that there was a brief, tna chant this might have been the first time since that Rosie o'donnell donald trump uh segment on on raw years ago that there was a tna chant at a, at a wwe event you know
0: somebody out there remembers fortune um somebody is nostalgic for for that time i i was surprised too that i was surprised that they even crafted this spot that like you know some agent out there was like rude and aj we
1: gotta we gotta do a shout out to tna yeah, well, and then Styles said, no, and threw him out, and there goes Rude. Ridge Holland was fifth, Montez Ford sixth, Damian Priest seven. Was Damian going to come to the Royal Rumble? Sami Zane it was, was... It was actually Priest, John. Uh, we didn't get Damian yet. Yes, yeah, Damian, maybe uh, maybe that'll be tomorrow. Uh, Zane was eighth, and Zane just didn't go after anyone, so Ford then just attacked him. So we're just piling up names at this point. Johnny Knoxville is ninth, and he comes out with members of the Jackass crew, and he immediately takes down Zane. And then he gets into this exchange with Styles, who just lights this dude up with strikes. Ford hits Knoxville with From the Heavens, where he pretty much landed on his knees. And I bet Ford just took all of this on his own knees to protect this guy. Holland then just places Knoxville on the apron, and Zane eliminates him with the Huluva kick. And then Styles comes from behind and dumps out Zane. So that was our our Johnny Knoxville involvement which to be quite honest was pretty inoffensive. It was quick.
0: It, it was inoffensive and I, and I thought it was to be honest on it was
1: the first entertaining spot of the Dude, entire was nothing, match. There was nothing. There was nothing for me to recap before Johnny Knoxville showed up. Like this no. was for 40 minutes of this like I would say like 35 of this 50 minute match. It was nothing. like guys were just coming in and it was just the most basic Battle Royal stuff, like not even interesting combinations. Mm -hmm. There were no surprises, which that's another crutch is that I think people are so tuned now for surprises that just people on the roster, it's like a letdown for people. But you've also got like stars that are not over to your audience. And that's like no one's holding their breath here about any of these people that have entered that are going to be of consequence for the final minutes of this match. Angelo Dawkins was 10th, and then Omos. 11th. So I I don't think the 20 to one odds were going to be coming in. Once I saw him coming in at 11th, this man was not going 35 minutes here. So Omos tosses out Dawkins. He catches Ford, sends him out. Then he uh, focuses on AJ and he throws AJ's ribs into the post. Ricochet is 12th. Uh, He just gets pressed in the air. Then Chad Gable comes out. Gable rallies everyone against Omos and they send Damian priest out first. And Omos just gets the best of Damien Priest and tosses him out like he is nothing. Dude, Damien Priest felt like any any advancement you made felt like it was just completely squandered here. He felt Uh-oh. like nothing.
0: Well, I mean, he tossed out Priest. He didn't toss out Damien. So maybe <laughs> Damien will get his. Dude, dude that, I
1: do think like that's probably where Omos is going here with Damien Priest.
0: Could be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like... It- it's a giant. It's the rumble. You know, it's, it's sort of a match type design for the giant. So I think they always have that excuse. Um, I don't think it hurts Damien Priest.
1: Well, I mean, we were left here with uh, these names. Dominic was out 14th uh Dominic just joins everyone they're all ganging up to take out Omos and finally with all of them trying to lift him over Styles delivers a flying forearm and somehow I don't know if the how the logistics of this work but this flying forearm was enough to send the man over the top rope and to the floor momentum momentum yeah happy Corbin was out 15th Dolph Ziggler in his 15th Royal Rumble behind Kane for total matches and then corbin just hits the deep six and sends out dominic how many weeks and promos of ray and dominic did we have to sit through and they didn't even have an interaction in this match they weren't even there together
0: you're very right john yeah um it's almost
1: every single week they dedicated time to what these two were going to do if they were in the ring together and it never happened
0: well i will say john i I've totally forgotten about that entire build until you just mentioned it now. And I'm assuming whoever put this rumble together probably did as well because it was insignificant. I mean, they, they really are, I think just two people that they use to remind people that, Hey, there's a match happening and uh, you might even see a dad, you know, uh, take a son over the top rope. And uh, by the time the match came about, it's, it was an afterthought.
1: Uh, So after uh, beating him on TV styles, eliminated Austin theory. So that was it for Austin. Seamus was 17th, uh, but he arrives just as Ridge Holland is sent out. So Seamus goes after AJ for retribution. Rick Boogs is 18th, and he got to do all his power spots here with Gable and eliminated him with a military press to, to, to no reaction.
0: It was—I like, um, don't think that anybody gave a shit. I—I'm I, wondering if half the crowd even recognized this guy anymore with his short hair. Um, he just looked so generic, and you know, I was kind of like. I kinda like the idea that last night that he was doing the Hulk up spot as if he was some eighties wrestler, but clearly this crowd um didn't didn't give a shit about these eighties power power moves. Like it's he's he's it's just incredibly bland right now.
1: At nineteen, Madcap Moss comes out, and I was like, My god, this this has to be the most dull first two-thirds of a rumble. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like yep. I have nothing of note to really share. It was just it was yeah. people in a ring, throwing strikes at one another and it, climbing it puts, into the corner with one one another.
0: Yeah, it, it, I think it put a really poor microscope on this current undercard and how how not l- over so many of them are. Yeah, none of the characters are interesting. They're either terrible, like this Mad Cat Moss, Happy Girl Corbin thing, or unidentifiable, like a Rick Boogs um or just you know people who you don't
1: take seriously that like you're not oh ziggler's in the rumble happy corbin's in the rumble chad gable ricochet Ricochet. dawkins like honestly of all these names like i wouldn't even like aj i was like yeah guys not winning this Mm -hmm. mm-hmm no this this to me is is
0: not an indictment about the talent but the indictment of the poor job they've done throughout the rest of the year in in showcasing all these guys they're
1: they're they're just kind of jokes 20th was Riddle, so he, he got a good reaction coming out here. Corbin and Moss eliminated Boogs, so he's, he's out. Uh, Drew McIntyre was 21st, so making his return here and kind of our first big star. I would say, like, outside of AJ, uh, this was like the first big star. Riddle's a bit of a star. Yeah, I guess. W- were, you, were you thinking Riddle has a chance to win this Rumble?
0: I mean, I didn't think many people had had a chance outside of one person. But Drew Drew was a contender. Yeah, the only other one
1: drew eliminates Corbin and Moss for the revenge. And then he kills these guys with steps uh, on the floor. Kevin Owens is 22nd and McIntyre and Owens start fighting on the floor. Ray Mysterio is 23rd. Kofi Kingston is 24th. And this is where Kofi gets shoved off the top by Owens. And then he is supposed to cling onto the barricade. Unfortunately, his feet so clearly touched the floor and they just put their hands in the air. They showed the replay. So, even in slow motion, it's like, yeah, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. And that was it. He was out. You know, again,
0: everybody, this Rumble was pretty much down in the dumps. We're like at entry number 24 with really Johnny Knoxville being the highlight of this Rumble. So, it it's, so much was reliant on the Kofi Kingston spot to really kind of save this thing. And even that went wrong tonight. Um, the one time, you know. What and, a and, metaphor. And,
1: Nothing sticks.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and I think maybe it's it's more of a time to, to remind ourselves. Like how impressive it was that the last however several many times that he's managed to p- successfully pull this off. How impressive it was because there's only one take that you can do it. And most human beings would have done exactly what he did tonight. And that's not stick the landing perfectly in have his feet touch the floor this was incredibly disappointing um i i wonder what he had planned you know well all, we're always going to wonder now and and it just kind of further deflated this crowd i thought
1: well if they they randomly announce tomorrow night a 15-man battle royal on uh or i guess we'll have to wait till smackdown um <laughs> then we'll find out we'll just do a battle royal and kofi can maybe he'll the just throw
0: maybe he'll just do the spot in the match like in the middle uh, like of a tag team match or something
1: 25 was Otis and then 26 with E, who came out followed by bad bunny at 27th and bad bunny was, uh, he was like one of the like biggest stars in this whole rumble. The other highlight of this. Yeah. He thing. comes in and he hits a high cross on Sheamus, tilt, a whirl head scissors on Kevin Owens and then a Canadian destroyer onto riddle uh, before Sheamus goes after him. Bad Bunny then hangs onto the rope and Seamus misses a bro kick and flies to the floor. So he's gone. Bad Bunny then works with Ray together. Ray hits a six one nine before Bunny tosses Ziggler out of the ring. And then Otis comes and eliminates Ray Mysterio. But yeah, Bad Bunny was (laughs) like one of the most featured people in this entire match and was one of the like high points, which I don't know what that says about your, your entire 30 entrance that, bad bunny was like one of the most consequential additions to this match i don't know either john yeah um think about the fact that bad bunny had way more spotlight and things to discuss than your outgoing wwe champion in biggie who was just i think you would honestly if you were not paying attention wouldn't have even realized biggie was in this match that's how trivial he felt in this I couldn't well, believe it. Well, I have to say, like,
0: I do wonder if, if, like, Kofi's early exit affected anything else in the match. I mean, Biggie came out right afterwards. So you have to imagine there, there was going to be some New Day double teaming interactions. Did that affect his, his elimination at all? Did that affect, you know, his place in, in, in his spots? I'm not really sure.
1: I, but- I would have told you, I wasn't going to say like I could guarantee Biggie was winning this Rumble, but the fact that Biggie was not even there till the end. Um, I mean, maybe they just didn't want him in t- towards the end, but mm-hmm. I think this makes him look just as inconsequential. as just like yeah. not even one of your final four. It just yeah. felt like he was, like he was only in here a couple minutes, and then you know, once Lesnar was in, he was dumped out quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't really kind of bode well for for WrestleMania, unless it's like one of those things where like, hey, we'll we'll beat him as much as we can because we're ultimately going to crown him anyway. But, I mean, as we know, it's it's never the best way to... But why are you moving him to SmackDown,
1: then, if if you have any championship aspirations for this guy? Like, that doesn't I, I, make any sense when your SmackDown title has its program set.
0: You're right, yeah. So it, there's probably a good chance it's not happening. I mean, it, up until today, I think everything was still possible. You know, we could have had a situation where Seth beat Roman, and Roman chases Brock on Raw. Um, but... Now it, the 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 cards are kind of you know on the table, and I I don't know what it means for Biggie.
1: Number twenty eight, Shane McMahon. Shane comes out and he immediately goes after Kevin Owens, and it results in Shane McMahon eliminating Kevin Owens. So Shane is back on TV. Randy Orton. Yeah. Do tw- you think he sticks around? Yes. Yes, I do.
0: What what program do you do you see him with?
1: Um. I don't know. I I heard a name, but it. I was I was warned that it is. Uh, it's not set in stone, so I don't want to like throw out the name and then it it ends up changing. Because we but. see
0: no. I mean, I'm trying to think if we had any teases of interactions between Shane and anybody else. And-
1: Nothing well, well, in ordinary. this match, it was, only, it was only Owens. He eliminated yeah, Owens. Like, which I was, felt
0: to me was more like just kind of reminding us of, of their past.
1: And, yeah, that, that and seemed future. like more of a callback rather than, than looking to the, to, to the future. Hmm. 29th okay. was uh, Randy Orton, and he got a big response here in St. Louis, and he immediately hits Big E with an RKO, and uh, then he and Riddle just toss out Big E. So that was yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
0: And the crowd was very disappointed. He was, I mean, outside of Brock Lesnar. I mean, he was tied with Brock Lesnar as the favorite in the betting.
1: Big yeah, e was. he was. Yeah, Biggie was a huge favorite the whole mm-hmm. time le- leading up to this, but um, not a very dramatic ending. Like, I don't think him not winning was like... um doom for him but it's more so your portrayal like he wasn't even a player at the end of this which i think is more so uh telling and it's just you compound that with you know maybe
0: they're they're trying to kofi mania biggie by just like treating him like shit and getting the audience to you know hijack the show by screaming
1: his name and forcing him in there maybe that's the strategy well i hope there's some strategy for him Riddle came off Otis's back and delivered an RKO to McIntyre. And then Orton and Riddle just did several spots together. And they were, they were very popular here. The the two of them and they eliminated Otis. That step up RKO was the second best cutter of the week. Yes. Yes. This was a tough week for, for to try and crack the number one spot for a cutter and 30th Brock Lesnar. And he comes in, he just starts delivering suplexes. Um, He, uh, he reunited with Randy Orton, who was uh, probably not wanting to take any elbows from this man.
0: And I don't think he did. No, no. It was a quick
1: elimination. Lesnar hit Bad Bunny with the F5, tossing him out. So Bad Bunny got everything he could have wanted and more in this uh, 10 minutes he was in this Rumble. Does he stick around for Mania? I, well, what was interesting in this match is you would think Bad Bunny in the Rumble. You'd have some connection with Damian Priest. There was none of that. It was like him and Ray were kind of paired as like a, a unit together. Um, I would think that if Bad Bunny um you know, he's got that tour that yeah. his tour doesn't start though until like the, the spring or so. They just put it on TV. I can't remember when the first day.
0: February. Is. I mean, I'm looking at Ticketmaster for Bad Bunny tickets, and um they, they, he's going pretty much pretty like all the way until um April. Third is his last date that's being uh that that's listed right now what day is mania
1: oh i i thought his um i thought his tour that they were promoting i'm i think they promoted another tour that starts later but he's on tour now
0: it's going from february until april oh then i
1: then i'd say that's that's probably very unlikely well what day is the is mania well it's not being around it's it's like preparing for it on top of that um mania is on the uh,
0: spot i suppose
1: but sure, Mania, okay. the the, uh, the first weekend of April are the second and third.
0: Oh, OK. He's he's touring. So he, he's in Miami. So that's not happening. Oh, there you go.
1: Uh, Lesnar eliminates Bad Bunny. He eliminates uh, Riddle and then needed multiple tries to finally send Shane McMahon over with a clothesline. So it's down to Lesnar and Drew McIntyre playing off of their history. The F5 gets countered. McIntyre misses the Claymore and then Lesnar sends out McIntyre with an F5 in 51 minutes and 14 seconds. I think as soon as Lesnar came out, I think everyone knew Lesnar was not losing twice in one night. He rarely loses twice in one year. So Mm -hmm. um, that was, and that's a lot of people will be upset at Brock Lesnar winning this. That is your main event for WrestleMania. And that's what they're using the show for. And that's what they use this season for. They are going to push their stars that they see as their most valuable. And it's it's certainly you can look at you know the the entirety of this match that you know you need to be creating new stars. And when you don't, you have a rumble like this that felt very underwhelming in terms of star power and talent that you had. Any suspension of disbelief is a is a player that is at this level, but mm-hmm. That is how it yeah. ended.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do think surprises are a crutch that you don't want to rely on too often, but I do think you need some of it this year, I guess due to promotional tie-in, they decided to spend one of those surprises on Johnny Knoxville. And I'm not even mad at that. Cause I thought he provided, provided one of the, the, the more, you know, uh, memorable moments of this rumble. The other spot was spent on bad bunny because I guess, why not? He's, he's available. Um, he's, he could do a lot in the ring and you'll probably, you know, get some, good coverage out of it uh and then you have shay mcmahon and that's kind of it you know the rest of this rumble was really just pretty monotonous no interesting reunions you know no interesting kind of interactions between people we haven't seen in a long time um it just felt like one name after another coming out and kind of you know going going through the motions of doing a professional wrestling battle royal it was i think one of the more unmemorable um weaker unentertaining boring rumbles I've seen, I think in a while
1: yeah, I thought it was kind of a it was it was more so just kind of like a just an overall picture of like the the men's scene that you saw in, in this rumble, and I, I I didn't find it to be all that entertaining of a royal rumble The, the show as a whole um I'm more like thumbs in the middle on this show'm I'm, I'm not going up on this one, but I, I can't say thumbs down either.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed like Seth versus Roman the start of it. I mean, people are going to be disappointed in the outcome. I'm not as upset about, about it because I thought there's storyline purpose for the DQ. Um so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Lesnar versus uh, what is it? Uh, Lashley up until, you know, but the shenanigans again had to like in Rumble season and I, I in Mania season, I, I think I give a lot more leeway to like seeing having them, you know, give up certain finishes in order to get to WrestleMania. Uh I really enjoyed the Women's Rumble. So I'm I'm a barely uh, you're right. Like there's too much bad on the show, too, or at least like just uninteresting on the show, especially like the the men's rumble, I think, was a real disappointment. And that's especially if you're going to end the show with that, that that, that I think really had to stick its landing. So I'm probably thumbs in the middle as well.
1: All right. Those were our thoughts on the Royal Rumble. And now we will send it over to you. Yeah, Uh, we're going to take calls, John. Do you want to?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, all right. So if you're in the Zoom room right now, Double Double Plus patrons have access to all of our premium live event post shows here at the Postgres.com Cafe. So we want to it is the uh, beginning of the uh, month starting on Tuesday. So if you're thinking about joining in, uh, wait till Tuesday. Thank you for your support. And uh, let's go to Hansi. Hansi. Hansi, what do you think of the Rumble?
2: Uh, I gotta say, it's, it's a pretty underwhelming show for me. But I think the only I, it, I guess it was it was better because I was actually out and and about, um, like at someone's house to watch this, uh, you know, and they and the people that I was watching with don't watch WWE regularly, so they kind of enjoyed it as a one off show. But like I was, but I like, so totally understand why I was not liking it, and I was talking about AEW most of the time <laughs> during it, and um, uh, trying to convince them to watch it. But um, no, I I just felt like. Every fit, like the, even the matches that were good, I just felt the the finishes were underwhelming, and I think this may have been one of the worst men's Royal Rumbles in a lot. Like the women's Royal Rumble was decent. I I'll admit I had more fun watching that. Um, but like you guys hit on hit on the head. Like there's like nobody on the roster the male side that felt like they were over. Like I can say this right, and I know people get mad because I'm comparing AEW and all that. I felt after FDR versus Lee Johnson and Bro- and Brock Anderson, they felt more like stars. After just a, a, a simple match like that, rather than over than Owens, over than Mad Cat Moss, Corbin, and all that. So I, I, I listen. I knew it was going to be like this, whatever. But uh, I, I I gotta say I'm not really looking forward to it. Maybe they have some sores for us. I don't know. It's always unpredictable. But I gotta say I I am kind of intrigued by Ronda Rousey being back. And I'll I'll leave it at that. If that's cool. And thank you guys for all all the work you guys do.
0: Thanks, Thanks Auntie. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I think, you know, aside from, I think, just a general feeling of, of these this, these mid-carders not really moving up at all in position. Like, there's no real forward momentum, I think, with a good chunk of these names. Um, how many of them have even really stated an intention to win the Rumble, or at least, like, given given the audience any sort of, like, story about why they want to win the Rumble? You know? It's just, I declare, and... I'm going to WrestleMania, like just sort of like a blanket, generic statement. Nothing about really like what doing well in this Rumble is going to do for their careers. Um, there's no kind of like sub story or subplot that like I I feel like is a missed opportunity for everybody who gets to participate in in one of these things.
1: I think it's also a show that you look at that it's it's not necessarily like listing off like your card for WrestleMania, but it. By now, like at least planting the seeds of where you want to see things going and you're coming out of this and you can see Lesnar reigns and you can see Rousey and Charlotte. And beyond that, like you're just kind of like guessing at this. But even like like what are you really compelled that you want to see at the same time?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How much build did we get towards any other programs in the midst of, of that men's rumble?
1: Yeah, like what? What are what are those matches that are coming out of of this? Like, like are you excited to see Shane McMahon continue? Are you excited? We don't even
0: have a sense of the direction though. Like from from his interaction in this rumble, it's just you know he just showed up. that's all.
1: Yeah, it's like Naomi and Sonya. That that's going to continue.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, we go to forum.postarsing.com where all patrons can leave their feedback after every one of our podcasts or post shows, I should say. We got a Brandon from Oshawa who says this company is so disappointing. I was really looking forward to the show and it was just the same old shit. I don't know why it's so hard for them to do clean finishes. What reason did Rollins need to be protected in that match? And then after all the talk of possible forbidden door appearances, we get hardly any surprises. Not that I expected any, but I was hoping the best parts of the show were Mickey coming out to her impact theme and bad bunny. Otherwise this was a garbage show. Well, to be fair to them, they never promised forbidden door appearances. Um I don't I don't know who promised it. I mean it was it was just kind of more rumor um on the internet. So I don't know if you can really it's it, I don't know if it's really fair to fault them for that, but I do think there th- surprises are to be expected and I mean you got that bunny, you got Shane McMahon and I would say for most people that probably isn't quite enough. Um did, why did Rollins need to be
1: protected? I don't I mean, know. It- I mean, it only makes sense that a finish like that, you want to squeeze another match out of those two. And then it becomes what is the best way to I mean, at the same time, there there are people that are tuning into this show that you want to give them something satisfying while also extending uh, extending the program. And that's where you, you have to be creative. And, you know, I, I saw like like I wasn't a fan of the finish, but I saw other people that that weren't as turned off by it. So I think that, Mm -hmm. that all comes with kind of like your, your latitude towards uh, a finish like that. But I mean, that's that to me is the only thing that makes sense is they want to get another match out of this. If they're not going back to reigns and Rollins, uh, then I I would hate that finish a lot more if they're just going their separate ways after this. And they just did not want to beat Rollins.
0: I mean, I suppose I also wonder if they do have bigger plans for Seth Rollins. Again, could he be a challenger for a uh, Lashley's championship?
1: I guess anything's possible. Cause Lashley it's like, who who are your options for, for, for Lashley? Like we haven't really talked about that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where you're kind of looking at your depth right now. And I would have said a biggie, but I feel a lot less confident in that after watching tonight's show that gave you no kind of push towards that. But um, you do have this chamber show and they probably Shame have, man. I mean, that's totally possible. Um, but in terms of the uh, chamber, um, you kind of have to set up those participants pretty quickly. Like I imagine Monday will will have a pretty good sense of that because they only have a few weeks to promote this show.
0: We got a Jesse up next.
1: Uh, Jesse, I enjoyed the first 14 minutes, then it was all downhill from there. The DQ finished Rollins and Reigns was astoundingly lazy and poorly executed. The women's rumble put me to sleep. Music is all boringly generic, and the Lesnar storyline was painfully obvious and made the rumble... The men's Rumble pointless, though Bad Bunny was a fun surprise. And how about Biggie's elimination? I blinked and missed it, but I'm sure they've got a great story they're telling with him. Just let it play out, right? We got a Luke, Luke from Quebec who says,
0: I don't watch much WWE anymore and mostly listen to your podcast. I figured the Rumble is always fun, so made sure to catch this one. And even got one of my old friends who stopped watching wrestling to join me. By the end of the night, I apologized to him for wasting his time. Definitely one of the worst, most boring Rumble matches I've seen. Even when Kofi's spot was botched, this whole Reigns is shaken by the Shield breakup. Even though the Shield had reunited just two years ago, is stupid. Whole event is bad. Was bad. Terrible finishes. Women's Rumble was okay. I can't believe we're getting Reigns Lesnar
1: again for Mania. How many times is enough? Yeah, the the Shield reunion in twenty nineteen that that never happened. That's all. F- that was uh, Reigns h- hates. Rollins for what he. yeah did I mean uh, I think it's fair to
0: say that this like whole you know Ra- Roman has been traumatized by the Shields breakup like that really came out of nowhere um and and feels like it's something they just kind of wedged in there to set up a story for tonight's match so I definitely think you can at least you know criticize the lack of foresight perhaps in in how it doesn't really play into how we've been portraying Roman Reigns the past several years but I thought it it certainly made the match better
1: yeah, I think on its own you can judge these. It's just it's it's odd that he's like he's reverted now to like like the badass tribal chief. While if you want to extend the Seth thing, it's like the heat is that like he's rattled by this guy and their and their past. It's like two very different characters coming out of tonight's show that he is like in programs with.
0: Yeah, one kind of makes you sympathetic for him, and the other, um I mean, we're we're supposed to kind of look at him as as this evil villain, right? against Brock so yeah I mean it's it's, it's com- layers John is a very complex complex character we uh me
1: or you uh, I'll go to this one Chris from Baltimore I thought the show as a whole had exceeded my expectations and then the men's rumble happened it was pretty much just a showcase for the poor state of the men the main roster as I found myself thinking nobody in this ring has a chance for 95% of it Brock winning was logical, and I can live with it, but the spots throughout the match were just too lackluster and predictable to keep my interest. It was so bad that even Kofi decided he had had enough. They should have went with Bad Bunny. (laughs) He intentionally botched. I want to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh, Kate from
0: Montreal says, four hours and the only real surprise was the WrestleMania sign catching fire twice. The show peaked for me with the first match, but a well-built story and engaging feud is wasted because Reigns-Lesnar is now the clear end point for Mania. The rest was very predictable, and other than Roman, Lesnar, and Ronda, no one comes out looking particularly strong. Lashley took a visual pin before winning the interference, which definitely diminishes his standing. Both Rumble matches felt like a race to get to the inevitable conclusion, so even people who got decent showings like Rhea feel inconsequential because they're so obviously not a part of
1: any larger planes. An emphatic meh. All right. uh, This is from a... Billy, who was at the show live. Stale booking aside, it's unreal how much more enjoyable a WWE show is with no bad camera cuts, commentary, or holograms. Other than Randy and Ronda, Bad Bunny got the biggest pop. On to the booking, I just have to say why they needed to ruin two title matches and both rumbles to get to the mania result. Anyone with a pulse can see a mile away anyway.
0: I mean, what, what, what exactly does he mean by ruining the, the rumble? I guess like, so people are complaining that Rhonda and Brock are too obvious.
1: Yeah. And to me, it's like Lesnar and Reigns has so clearly been the program. And I never really believed that just because you can see where they're going, that's somehow a bad thing like that. Like it comes down to your interest in the story. If you're not interested in the story, you're going to be thinking the destination is lackluster. If it's a compelling story, like, yeah, this is where it's going. And for if you're going mapping this backwards, tonight's booking made sense in that case with 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 Lesnar. Like you gave a reason to uh get out of this title situation. It was costed by Reigns, and then he wins the rumble. Like that is your main program where you're going. Now, if you hate that direction, you're gonna be upset with this, but they are booking towards a match that they have earmarked for WrestleMania. Yeah, and, and in the case of Rhonda,
0: I mean, she has become available. And you have two WrestleManias that you're trying to sell, um, on uh, for live attendance and also on Peacock, and you're also trying to attract a lot of mainstream attention. So, I and we have to remember, yeah, they could have saved Ronda, I suppose, for a, a elimination chamber win, but I mean, the Rumble is where you're going to get much more coverage and much more press, and this is the time where you start promoting WrestleMania by telling them, "Hey, Ronda Rousey is going to be in the main event. Brock Lesnar is going to be in the main event in, a, in in our biggest show of the year," you know three months two months from now so i mean you know all, does it does it make for very unpredictable um stories for people who are watching this very closely unfortunately not I'm, I'm i imagine i think there's there's probably a great balancing act that can satisfy both the hardcore and mainstream you know business audiences um but they, you know they're they're clearly maybe not as interested in surprising for the sake of surprise and i can't really fault them for that uh you want to go
1: uh you go oh yeah
0: okay i'll go to i'll go to anthony here who says ronda rassi winning the rumble was akin to batista winning in 2014 somebody who hasn't wrestled in years and win it sad the company has not created any other stars that you can believe can win it is telling that they went with ronda to most likely feud with charlotte ronda didn't need to win neither did brock Poor Kofi, the never-ending pain with the new day. Yes, it is. Yeah. Again, um, they want to put their biggest stars in the biggest match of the year. Like the goal is to have the most attractive matches,
1: um, for the biggest show of the year. Um, and and quite frankly, like they had not built up a whole lot of. Alternatives beyond that, like who who was winning that men's match? Yeah, yeah, and and that's the
0: point of criticism, you know. So so Anthony I think is suggesting that you could have used the Rumble to build your next star. Um, I just don't know who, who is it, it who, who's worked. who's who's that big star? Okay, well uh, oh, Big E. Okay, if they gave Big E the Rumble, he's still not a bigger star than Brock Lesnar if they gave, you know, Bianca Belair, the, the, um, rumble win, um, I don't think she is as big of a star as Ronda Rousey, um, to, uh, like to the press, you know, um,
1: if they had just brought back Ronda Rousey and she was eliminated in this Royal rumble, I would certainly question that logic.
0: Yeah. and, And also remember the Saudi Arabia show, like we have another opportunity to set up our challengers that, Um, we'll get them into the rumble and you might even get those people into the main event. But I think on the rumble night with so much, um, so much, you know, um, more people watching so much more media watching. This is the time where you use to promote your, your biggest mainstream names. And that's Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey. Uh, okay, he says, I liked Niven versus Lynch, but the crowd was dead for it because no one believed Niven could win. Lashley, Lesnar was boring. The men's rumble was awful. The company can't create any stars they have, and the one that they have were either unceremoniously uncere- eliminated or fed to Lesnar. Lesnar didn't need to win the rumble.
1: Okay, let's go to uh, Brian in New Jersey here. I, can, I can't get upset at the results of the rumbles because I've been following the news Uh what I will take issue with is the work itself. I felt the women's rumble was quite haphazard with a lot of sloppy action and 30 second cameos from past stars when there are. I never know. watched the rumble for action like the wrestling
0: in all the rumbles are always bad.
1: Uh, varying degrees uh, at, at times, but I mean, a, a battle royal, you're not going to necessarily have uh, a, a classic all the time. It's, it's certainly especially these rumbles. They're much more. Uh, reliant on sort of, you know, your, your stories, your entrances and your outcomes like that is, you know, it's a, it's a very fast moving match that um, gets, gets away with that, that it still can be a very exciting match. Um, it goes on to say when there are a few newer women that could have made the match better. I thought the men's rumble was slightly better, but with some bad direction that hurt it. My favorite match was Reigns and Rollins.
0: we got a Brian from a Snowden, New Jersey who says, I, I just read that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We got to MJ then who says in one title match the champion wouldn't break a hold, lost the match and retained his title. In the other title match the champion was interfered with after the first ref was bumped. The second ref sees this and he runs past Roman. The champion loses the match, loses the title with the second ref and blatant interference. Yeah, that that definitely I think it can be criticized. You know, it's it's silly to have a referee see exactly what was happening and still count the pinfall. Uh, He says these two things on the same show involving some of the the same people make absolutely no sense. I'm not trying to nitpick, but this is just made up rules to fit the creative direction entirely. It overshadows that both that both title matches were two of the best recent WWE title matches for me before their respective finishes.
1: On the uh, on on the refereeing, I'm going to say this. I want to know where all the people that that get so upset over those Lucha Brothers matches, where those people were for that mixed tag. Uh you mean like the lack of enforcing
0: of of the mixed tag rule they
1: literally right. called it out on commentary that the there's a lot for this referee to handle i mean it was mm-hmm. it was like two on two spots, and you know what the match was better for it, where they were doing the tandem stuff than they were just isolated-hmm so yeah. I really i didn't have a big issue with it um okay let, let's let 's do one more here. Bear with me, everyone I've been awake since about six a m uh David Myers is our last one here. I like the show, but the men's rumble was a massive disappointment. It was one of the worst I remember seeing and goes on to say really disappointing. I wasn't planning on watching future events, but I could have been convinced the main event convinced me not to watch. I did love the women's rumble match and like Piper Niven versus Becky Lynch. I guess Piper Niven is is people's protest towards Dewdrop. They will not call her that. It's a very silly name. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Is that going to wrap us up way?
0: Uh, Yeah, well, let's go to one more piece here from Matthew in the chat room who sends me a message. He says, my first WWE pay-per-view in a couple of years, having paid for all of the AEW ones from the beginning. It was fine. They have two male stars, a good women's roster, and everyone else is just there. But anyway, the only thing going for this company is the stadiums. If AEW could bump up to a regular stadium shows, the final aspect of WWE, which interests me, the spectacle of big shows, would be gone.
2: All right.
1: Well, thank you everybody for joining us live tonight for the Royal Rumble post show. Uh, We are going to be back on Monday. We'll be live at 1 PM Eastern time with the post daily news show. And then Monday night, rewind a raw to go through raw from Cincinnati on Monday night where Ronda Rousey will be on the show and we will have uh, a whole review of that show as well. So that is it way. Hmm. Yeah. Join us tomorrow for the post
0: daily news update. One o'clock Eastern Monday, time. Monday. Monday. We have a day off tomorrow. What? Oh shit! Wow. It's it's Sunday right now. Damn. Wow. What are you gonna do all day?
1: Sleep. No, uh, I won't. I won't be doing any sleeping. Hey, I'll tell you sleep. what I'm
0: doing. I'm going to win the up next rumble. Okay. You guys might have been disappointed by the outcome here, but let me tell you, you're gonna be disappointed again because I'm gonna be the Brock Lesnar. Of the up next rumble, it's obvious you can put your money on me. All right, all the other entrants, you're you're doing the job. Forget it. Okay, I am taking the up next rumble tomorrow, four o'clock Eastern time. Twitch.tv slash up
1: next podcast. That's it. All right, there you go. Way's coming for you. The up next rumble. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye.